0: This episode of the Supply Chain Brain podcast is supported by Talia, a holistic working capital improvement platform. Be sure and stick around after the discussion for a look at the company and what it offers to customers. But now, on to the podcast. Call it a science, call it an art. Either way, inventory management is key to fixing broken retail supply chains. Hi everybody, I'm Bob Bowman, Editor-in-Chief of Supply Chain Brain, and this is the Supply Chain Brain Podcast. (music) Retail supply chains are a mess. With a surge in consumer buying driven by the COVID-19 pandemic, material shortages and supply uncertainties arising from factory shutdowns and transportation bottlenecks, retailers are having a hard time matching their inventories with actual demand. There's either too much, too little, or in the wrong place. Something needs to change, and a good part of the answer lies in better inventory management. We'll talk about the role it can play with my guest Christopher Colley, Head of Solution Consulting with Talia. We'll discuss how retailers can better understand consumer behavior by applying both the science and the art of inventory and supply chain management. And we'll learn why it's so important to get it right. Here's my conversation with Christopher Colley. Christopher Cauley, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks, Bob. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: Chris, uh, describe for me the problem of stocking inventory against supply and demand as it exists today.
1: Wow, that is a great question. Boy, it comes from different perspectives. Different industries, different corporations that we work with on a daily basis have different needs and different challenges with respect to inventory. It could be industrials that are trying to bolster their supply chains with respect to outages and lost sales. It could be weather issues that they're having that they're trying to mitigate against. It could be healthcare equipment companies that were experiencing very large demand during COVID, and we're still very much in that cycle, but maybe demand has started to fall off. And now they're looking to postpone. Inbound flows, for example, when it comes to retail, just one other example, there was significant digital demand during the pandemic, but recent articles are starting to come out about how some of that digital demand is starting to soften a little bit while inventories are increasing. So companies are looking at it from very different perspectives and they're trying to figure out different solutions and kind of transform. One more comment I'll make is when it comes to inflationary pricing, a lot of our customers are having to reopen their contracts with their suppliers and price of raw materials, freight, et cetera, is on the rise. And they're starting to say, you know, we need to work differently. We need this to be a win-win situation. A lot of buyers are asking suppliers to hold inventory nearby until it's needed, not just in time or just in case. That's hard for suppliers. So buyers are saying, well, let's think of some new solutions on how we can work through the inventory challenges that, w- that they're both having. Yeah. So Interesting. I know that's a long-winded response, but it depends on the industry and the different kind of demand challenges is kind of dictating what we're seeing.
0: Interesting. I mean, inventory management has been a science for a long time and it's been practiced by a lot of people with a lot of interesting theories. But that hasn't prevented all of these companies from running up against some severe problems against the problems we're having today. So what needs to change, Chris, and how exactly? What we're seeing with
1: our customers and what needs to change is procurement and sourcing need more tools for flexibility so that they can work with their suppliers to come up with this win-win solution. There needs to be the ability to procure goods. A lot of our customers are wanting to bolster their safety stocks, go out and buy, say, or try to lock up a six-month supply of inbound goods. And that's challenging for suppliers. It also is a, an impact on the buyer's working capital. And what needs to change is there just needs to be more flexibility and more tools to help buyers and suppliers from a supply chain assurance and perspective.
0: But a supply chain is by definition a collection of a lot of independent partners. And what you just described, what needs to change, no one of those partners can make the change and solve the problem. It has to go up and down the supply chain, right? I mean, who has to make these changes in order for this to be successful?
1: The changes really need to be made across the board in looking at inventory flows differently. The ability to have a nearby safety stock across the street or around the corner, where it's not sitting there burdening the the supplier's balance sheet, and it's also not sitting there just burdening the buyer's balance sheet. Having both parties kind of look at options and solutions that are available for intermediaries to own and hold the inventory nearby. Also, we're talking about going further into the supply chain, where you have buyers who are working with, for example, contract manufacturers, and those manufacturers have inventory demands. And so it really is kind of working through the supply chain and making sure that cash and liquidity is available to multiple suppliers within the supply chain to build and to manufacture those goods, but then also to, to get cash acceleration so that the supplier is kept whole while the buyer is still looking to have those goods shipped on a just-in-time basis. So it's complex. There's a lot of moving parts. There's a lot of parties involved. But everybody, supplier and the buyer, both have to kind of be on board with, with looking at these challenges.
0: But you say it shouldn't burden the supplier's balance sheet. It shouldn't burden the buyer's balance sheet. Well, it has to sit on someone's balance sheet. Are you you suggesting, when you mentioned an intermediary, are you suggesting that another party step in and take it over until the inventory is needed? Or who is that inventory accruing against as it sits there?
1: There are logistics companies and logistics providers who are stepping in and who are able to own and buy that inventory and take all the risk of ownership of that inventory and have that inventory nearby an ultimate buyer. So the answer to the question is yes, there are solutions that are starting to materialize about intermediaries who can provide this type of flexibility.
0: So it's a variation on the concept of vendor managed inventory. It's just that in this case the vendor is not the supplier, the vendor is another party entirely.
1: That's correct. It's a variation. If you think about how consignment works or you mentioned VMI, it is enabling all of those benefits. There is an intermediary again who's in the middle who's buying those kind of inbound goods if you will, if we just stay with inbound clothes and who is owning and carrying the risk of that ownership, and then ultimately being able to sell that on. That's correct.
0: But I'm sure you would agree that the solution to these problems is not simply to flood the supply chain with a bunch of buffer stock or safety stock. The amount has to be reasonably correlated to actual consumer demand. So the question is then, how can you deploy the science of supply chain? to achieve some real insight into consumer behavior from which then you can back up and create the sufficient amounts of inventory and safety stock.
1: You're absolutely right. The goal of this is not just to procure and build up a year's worth of supply. The goal is to look at kind of the normal 52-week rolling schedule based upon the sales demand, based upon the finished goods, outbound flow, sales demand, and to look at what's needed to kind of guard against outages and lost sales. That's really what this is about. It's about efficiency in the supply chain. It's about looking at those supply chain levels and making sure that based upon demand, that the right levels are there. Some of the companies we're talking to are interested in building up a few weeks of certain safety stock. Uh, Other companies are looking at months of strategic sourcing of particular types of raw materials. So it it does vary and it all is tied back to uh, sales demand. That's correct.
0: Would you agree that a lot of companies went too far with the concept of just-in-time inventory strategies over the last few years, thereby not having enough buffer stock to meet immediate needs or not?
1: I would. I would say that getting back to basics, of lean, just in time manufacturing and inventory levels is a great practice. And that is utopia. That is what companies should strive for. But at the same time, giving the disruptions across many different aspects, be that supply lanes and, and shippers and what have you, these events have taught everybody a lesson around just in case and having certain safety stocks available. Being too lean. Is caused a lot of challenges. It's a balance. And so I think that a lot of companies are looking at that again and and kind of looking at the overall risk. And ultimately, companies are assessing what's the risk of downtime, outages, and lost sales versus the risk of carrying a little bit more inventory to make sure that those outages aren't happening. And companies are also looking at specific flows, with specific suppliers. And we're not talking about just inventory across the board. We're talking about certain types of safety stocks, certain types of suppliers that are really important to productions.
0: Why is inventory management as a distinct discipline so important anyway? Do you feel it sometimes gets short shrift when it comes to defining all the steps of a supply chain?
1: I think inventory management is critical. And I think the reason why some people may shy away from it or maybe not put it as their top priority is because it's complex. There are a lot of moving parts. There are a lot of parties. It's not just the physical flow and logistics. It's the financial flow supporting the physical flow. It's complicated. And I think that if you look at kind of the cash conversion cycle that's been expanding for a lot of companies these days. You look at payables, you look at receivables, and then the third, of course, is inventory. A lot of people think that addressing payables and kind of working there first on cash conversion, uh, optimization, and then receivables, or receivables and payables, is easier. It's not as complex as inventory. So I think that inventory management, inventory optimization is unavoidable now. And the supply chain disruptions have proven that. And now a lot of companies are putting that as a top priority if they haven't already going into next year.
0: When it comes to determining the right amount of buffer stock, ultimately, does it boil down to some kind of a formula? Is it a question of mathematics? Is it a science? Is it an art? Is it a technology solution? Is it human beings <laughs> that need to, to oversee? Just where does it resi- Where does the solution reside?
1: It really is an art. It is... An art that looks at the customer, first and foremost, and looks at customer demand, and looks at your revenue opportunity, and obviously maximizing that revenue opportunity, and then kind of going backwards and looking at by-chain, looking at manufacturing cycles, looking at the components and materials that go into those cycles, and looking at a lot of companies are looking at the challenges around outages and disruptions right now. And so it's an art. I don't think anyone could ever get the exact perfect inventory on hand or nearby of every single part or skew or, or commodity. Sometimes they're going to have excess. Sometimes they're, they're going to have deficiencies. But it really is driven by demand at the end of the day, and it's an art.
0: If we acknowledge that old adage that the forecast is always wrong, why should we expect the fulfillment of that forecast to be right all the time, right? It's just not possible. So... This being the case, I mean, you've kind of hinted at the answer to this question, but I'd like to – you could just give us a few a few tips for getting it right today. Given the current situation, where should the focus be, and what are some interesting uh, ideas or, or tips that you think that companies should be deploying to maximize and optimize their inventory management?
1: Yeah. So if I'm talking to the head of procurement or or sourcing or supply chain – To optimize inventory, it's going to be looking at specific suppliers, specific flows, where there are long lead times, for example, where there are outages that have occurred, looking at suppliers who maybe are demanding or looking for cash acceleration, looking at suppliers that are critical to your supply chain. And starting there, maybe there's one or two or three types of inventory or suppliers where they're in need of, of cash, they're in need of supply chain assurance flexibility. And it's really starting there and kind of looking. One of the things that talking to one of our industrial companies we're talking to right now and They've experienced some outages due to weather patterns in the southeast, and it's looking at those plants, and it's looking at kind of what does it take for them to get back up and running after some downtime has occurred, and what they've assessed is, Chris, if we had two weeks of this type of raw material on hand, we could get back up and running that much faster. We don't have to go out and try to source last minute. It's looking at these types of, of supply chain challenges is the place to start.
0: Chris, tell me about how Talia is addressing the needs of its customers today in these especially difficult times.
1: Absolutely. Talia is a holistic working capital improvement platform. We have hundreds of customers. We have millions of suppliers on our network globally from 160 countries around the world using Talia's services today. And so Talia, view Talia as kind of this holistic platform that helps our customers optimize payable cycles, receivable cycles, and inventory cycles. That's really our goal is to optimize the supply chain assurance, optimize the working capital that's needed in that supply chain between suppliers and buyers so that it's a win-win. Our, we view our customers as our buyers, of course. Equally, we view our customers and the benefits we provide as equally important to our suppliers.
0: You described a wide array of services just now. How has the needs of your customers changed over the years? What do they come to you with as pain points and how is that changing?
1: Yeah, that's a great, great question. It certainly has changed over the years. I've been with Talia for almost 10 years. And if I go back a few years, not that long ago, and even today, companies have a lot of liquidity on their balance sheets. And that's kind of how they're reacting to the supply chain challenges today. Just throw cash at it. Just try to go and and buy more inventory. But that's not sustainable. That's not a real Kind of lasting transformative solution. Companies are, as they look into the future, are going to be looking at firms like Talia to help them become more flexible, more agile. And companies are starting to come to us. Also, companies are saying, you know, we've done everything we can in optimizing our payables cycles. We think we've done everything we can around our receivables with our suppliers, with our customers. And now, again, it's changing in that the focus is moving towards inventory. I think that as potentially interest rates start to go up, I think that companies will look at their cash and they'll be a lot more conservative. And they'll start looking at solutions that can really
0: help them. If You don't have the inventory, you don't make the sale, you don't have the sale, you don't have customers. So it's an essential service that you're providing these days. Chris Colley of Talia, I want to thank you so much for helping us to understand the importance of inventory management in these perilous times for shippers, as well as telling us a little bit about Talia itself. Thank you so much for being with me today.
1: Thank you, Bob. I appreciate your time.
0: That was my conversation with Christopher Colley of Talia, talking about the crucial role of inventory management. We thank Talia for sponsoring this episode. We're online at www.SupplyChainBrain.com, where we post a new episode of this podcast. for streaming or downloading every Friday. You can also read my Think Tank blog, watch thousands of videos, and access all of our other content, including the digital edition of our magazine. Look for us on Facebook and LinkedIn. Follow us on Twitter, at SCBrain, and also watch videos on our YouTube channel. You can also download or subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Got any comments or suggestions on this or any episode? Email me at rbowman at supplychainbrain.com. Stay well, and see you next time.